Youngstown. Welcome back to another edition of the Youngstown Parent Storytellers Project. I am your host, Tara Walker-Pollock, and I am so excited about being able to do another one of these podcasts. Today, I am joined by Mrs. Tanisha McMullen, and Tanisha is our Success After Six coordinator at Taft Elementary. She is also a Success After Six grandparent. She has a a grandson who attends our program at Youngstown Community School. She has grandchildren at Taft. Um, She will tell you that she uh, is related to many folks in the city of Youngstown, (laughs) and I just know that this is going to be an awesome conversation that we are about to have. Tanisha, thank you so much for for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. So, again, you know, you and I are just going to have a conversation about just your Youngstown experience. I know that you were born and raised in the city of Youngstown. You raised your family here. You're still here working and and thriving and so I just really wanted an opportunity for you to share with everyone else um, you know just your knowledge and wisdom that you've gained throughout your life so just just share a little bit about you know your Youngstown story and your connection with um, success after six okay well I am a mother of five four boys one girl I have ten grandkids I grew up in Youngstown all my life um, I left for a little while, came back, and well, I moved to Trumbull County, came back to Youngstown to finish raising my children because I thought that they would get a better education. Um, I had two sons with disabilities, which pushed me back to Youngstown. Um, one was ADHD, manic depressive, and the other one was uh, ADD bipolar, and I wanted them to get the best education because... I felt like they were not being fully paid attention to, and I really wanted to be on scene. So we came to um, Summit Academy, and my other two older boys went to um, the regular high schools, East High School and Cheney High School, and um, it was a chore. It was a chore because I had to go to all these schools, Mm -hmm. but I was a mom who wanted my children to get the education that I did not get. Mm-hmm. It's because I was a young mom and I had kids when I was young and when I had my first baby it was like hey she's struggling she ain't gonna make it let's get her out of there mm-hmm. and so I didn't want that for my children I was really really hard on you have to get education it's not negotiable it's not a choice this is just what you gotta do so I was that mom that was at the school if I had to quit my job I have done that because I wanted them to get that education um so just fast forward a little bit how I got involved with Youngstown City Schools was I actually went to apply to be a bus aide and it went from being a bus aide to can you be a community liaison to you know what I need you in the school which I think Ms. Linda Hoey she said I need you in the school because I feel like you have that mom aspect you have that push that thrive and I just think you'll be amazing there so I came into this school like totally unfiltered like okay I've been in the school I got this Mm -hmm. I can do this to my surprise I did not I had the passion as a parent but I didn't have the passion to know what was fully in the inside of the building mm-hmm. as um, a worker, not just a mom. Mm-hmm. So as I worked here, I got to um, 
see parents who had the same issues that I had, be, be able to help them on an outward look of it, not just um, the professional level of it, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. made it still learn me how to be a professional, but also uh, let me be um, the mom and the professional. So I was able to be in some IEP meetings and some different meetings, which IEP meeting is individual educational um planning which helps your children be able to get that extra help that they needed Um, I was able to be there for parents when they were having issues with teachers administrators and learning that parents are not educated and as I was educating myself and they were educating me at the meetings I was educating parents uh, letting them know that you have rights you you can stand up for one these are your children this is your district and so it became to be like this it, it overwhelmed me, but it was exciting and it was a drive because I wanted these children to be educated and I wanted the parents to be educated. Mm-hmm. So from there, I met, I was I did that for two years. And in my third year, I met Miss Tara Pollock. Mm-hmm. And Miss Tara Pollock said, um, hey, we got an after school program and would you like to be part of it? I'm going, uh, I'm already working two jobs. I don't know if I can do three jobs, but something just let me go ahead and say, hey, I got the time. I'll do the after school program. And that's just basically what I did. Mm-hmm. So in working the after school program um, and still being a parent advocate, it allowed me to basically do my dream of working with families, working mm-hmm. with parents, working with kids, mm-hmm. and then working with kids on a deeper level, mm-hmm. which was just like amazing, mm-hmm. like truly amazing. I love working kids with behaviors. I don't know why, <laughs> but that's a um, that's a big thing for me mm-hmm. because I feel like kids with behaviors are the ones that, that are put to the side uh-huh. and they're not truly um, heard. Okay. They're always... Oh, you did this, you did that, but mm-hmm. what's your story behind why you're acting like that? Right, right. And I wanted to know their story, and I wanted to know what I can do to help them, even calm them down. Mm-hmm. And the one thing, and this is so funny, I'm talking about this because I just had this conversation this morning. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I said was, I need to know who you are. Mm-hmm. And when I learn who you are, I can able to touch the insides of you, and you can get to know who I am, and we can become one. And the kids was like, Miss Niche, I'm everybody's mama. I'm everybody's grandmother. I'm everybody's aunt. I'm everybody's mm-hmm. cousin. In reality, some of them really are. Mm-hmm. But that, that just that that relationship with them, mm-hmm. you know. And I found out in that, and them finding that there was somebody there that loved them, and even helping the parents know, you know, they need that hug today. You know, yeah, Miss Tanisha give it to them, but I need you to get in that too and give them that time. Mm-hmm. I watch how the kids' attitudes change, how their behaviors change, even if it's just, hey, Miss Tanisha, you know, or hey, how'd your day go? You know, all that, it just changed. So that's why I love working with kids with behaviors. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, I work at Gateway. Mm-hmm. So all that entangles itself of just being with people who need that love and the extra care and not only am I giving them love but they're giving me love and I think sometimes we all need that extra push to go on daily right and Gateway is for those who might not be familiar 
Gateway Better Living is a place where people with intellectual disabilities are, people who cannot live on their own and need that extra help to be able to say, hey, teach them to do life skills on daily, mm-hmm. wash clothes, go grocery shopping, cook meals. Some places we have to do all that thing, all that for them, mm-hmm. but some places we can go in and say, I'm just here to help you. Mm-hmm. What do we need to do to help you? How do I need to show you how to wash clothes? Put the step-by-step, put the soap clothes in, put the soap powder in, turn the washer on, mm-hmm. all, you know, just step-by-step learning. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, yes, Miss Tanisha is um, a part of Success After Six, literally, um, but it was just really, really important to have her share her story, you know, her Youngstown story. And um, so one of the things that I love so much about working with you is just seeing the real like real connection that you have to our children and also with our parents because boy um you know so many of our parents it can be difficult for them to come into a school and you know just really understand exactly what's going on understand you know what's needed to give their child the support that they need give their child the love that they need and you know just just be there for them in in a way that the child really needs it and so to see the connection that you have that's just something that can't be bought it can't be taught you know it's just something that you have within you that you're really able to connect with parents and so what what do you feel helps you really make that connection is it because you share you know some of the same experiences as them or like what do you feel really helps you have that connection with our parents I think my biggest thing is is I'm not professional I'm not over professional okay I'm just Tanisha and I'm just the girl that lives next door um the mother the grandmother again I'm just I'm I'm Tanisha. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to um, try and be your boss, your uh, administrator. I know how to be me. I know how to come to you on your level, but help you get to another level. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing was is that people, when they come into a school, they see all the professionalism and they don't know how to approach it. I'm not coming to you professional. I'm coming saying, um, let's talk for a minute. What's the problem? What's the issue? How can we solve it? Not, well, we need to have a meeting about this. We need to know. And then I'm not throwing around a whole lot of acronyms that they have the slightest deal about. I'm saying, this is what this is. This is what you need to do. And this is how we need to get this done. And then I don't handshake. Like, I love old people. Like, literally, I'm I'm a huggy person. And I remember a time that I wasn't a huggy person. Mm-hmm. And that was because life had gave me so many knocks down that I was kind of, like, bared off. But one thing I learned is everybody need love. And when you can love them mm-hmm. where they're at right. with no opinion of what's going on with their life, they appreciate that. I'm not judging them. I'm not saying you're a good mom, you're a bad mom, you're okay mom. I'm saying, hey, what we need to do? Mm-hmm. And they come and they say, well, this going on, Miss T, this going on, Miss T. And I'm going, okay, well, we're going to do the work that out. 
because you can't stay right there. You got to come from there. And so what that is, is that's taking me out of the professional realm and taking them into the family realm. Mm -hmm. That's somebody that's there for me. That's somebody that loves me. Mm -hmm. And that's the same thing with these kids. Mm -hmm. They don't see me as the teacher, the aide. They just see me as Miss Tanisha. Mm -hmm. So the respect level was even different because they're not looking at me to discipline them, even though I am, mm -hmm. but on a whole nother <laughs> level. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's... It's just amazing to see, you know, how how you are, you know, with within this district, you know what I mean? Um, so, Tanisha, you um, shared just a little bit about the fact that raising your children, you had two sons with uh, disabilities. And can you tell me a little bit about the type of support that you had you know as you were raising your children or you know what what did that look like because I can only imagine um what it could have been like raising you know raising children and raising two sons that had the disabilities well it, it was hard I think the I really didn't have a whole lot of support my mom and them was around but not to the point of knowing what tell me what to do mm -hmm. um it kind of started off with my son at nine years old. He tried to commit suicide. Okay. Um, and from there, we started counseling. And then they was like, hey, well, we need to test him. And I'm like, okay. And so they tested him. And they said, well, he's ADHD. Mm -hmm. And then as time went on, you know, they said he's bipolar. And part of the problem was is why we figured out something was wrong. Because he was getting bad reports from home. And I'm like fussing at him and trying to chastise him because I'm like why are you acting up and I'm at the school all the time mm -hmm. and here come to find out he had a learning disability because he could not catch on as quick as other kids mm -hmm. and so with the ADD it was kind of like I can't sit still uh, my attention is not focused on he wasn't hyper mm -hmm. but it was just his attention was not directed to what needed to happen Okay. You know, and so uh, we did counseling. You know, finally somebody said, hey, try him up for counseling. So I'm like, okay, sign him up for counseling, go to counseling. And it went from there to he was just one minute he was up, one minute he was down. I'm like going, as a young mom, I'm going, what did I do? Mm -hmm. What happened? Where where did I miss the ball at? Because okay. I got these two older kids who were just fine. Uh -huh. And then this one right here is which was my third son, okay. he's like totally out of whack, but he stay, he would stay to himself, mm -hmm. but it was just strange. Okay. And so when we did the counseling and um, then next the behavior start coming, he would be happy within 2.2 seconds, he would be mad, then he'd be happy again and he would be to the top of the happiness and then mm -hmm. sometime along the day he'd be down in the slopes and so finally they did the testing and they diagnosed him with bipolar. Okay. And I'm going, okay, what is bipolar? Okay. And they like, what's an emotional roller coaster? You never know which emotion they're going to be on. And so they were trying to teach me how to see signs that something was going on that maybe I could try and talk to him and give him some skills to how to fix it. Well, I'm still a young mom. Right. And I'm a working mom. Right. So I'm going, I don't have time. I'm doing the best I can, but I really didn't get it. And so in the midst of this, before I could even figure this out, mm -hmm. um, my baby boy had a nervous breakdown at five, at six. And so at six years old, the school is calling me and saying, hey, this your baby is in here crying and we don't know what to do because mm -hmm. he won't stop screaming and hollering to the top of his lungs. Mm -hmm. 
I can hear him on the phone screaming and screaming. I'm going, oh, my God, that's my son. And they're like, yeah. So I get to school. I lived a couple blocks away. I walked to school, and he was still screaming. Mm -hmm. I literally had to call the hospital to come and get him. Mm -hmm. Here they told me he had a nervous breakdown. Wow. So I'm like going, how does a six-year-old have a nervous breakdown? They're saying he's ADHD, which means it was too much going on in the room that he could not focus on everything. And so it drove him off the Richter. And I'm going, okay, mm-hmm. this is not life. I got this child who's not ADHD. Then I got this child over here who's ADD bipolar. And I'm going, what did I do? So I had to educate myself. Yeah. I start reading articles. When they give me pamphlets, I will read those pamphlets. And then I study my kids, how they behave today, what happened today, what do we need to do different, um, what triggered them. What, and, and it was a process because, you know, I'm still going, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So whew, we, my one son ended up in Belmont Pines because... Um, he started taking the knives and taking them to his room. Mm. He was so so off. The bipolar was so bad by ten mm-hmm. that it was just like totally out of control. Mm-hmm. So um, I called the people and they said, "Hey, that's just a little bit too much. We need to get us some intense help. We need to find out what's going on." And so as a mom, I'm going, "You want to put my baby in a crazy hospital? I'm not cool with that, okay, you know." Yeah. But when I got there, I took him because I was so worried about my other kids. Like I'm a mom, I'm gonna sit up all night, right. but. I got other kids when I go to work or something. Yeah. So we went to Belmont Pines. They finished off the diagnostics. They put him on medicine. And his dad was like, he's not getting on medicine. I'm going, you don't live with him. I do. Mm. And I need to do what's best for him. Yeah. You know, I was not. And, and so realization hit and said, if I got blood, high blood pressure, I take blood pressure medicine. If I'm an asthmatic, I take my inhaler. I take my pills. If I'm a diabetic. And I said, well, my baby got an issue. And I need to get him some help. Mm-hmm. So I put him on the medicines. It was a trial. It was it was a fight with the medicine because mm-hmm. every medicine don't work for every child. So right. you got to go through this. So we went through this for two years before we finally regulated everything. Mm-hmm. He had 66 suspensions in school and out of school suspensions in one year. Wow. I said, this is a problem. Wow. This is a problem. While in the meantime, when I'm going through all of this... My baby boy is getting in trouble because he can't sit still. Um, he can't follow directions. I'm in and out to school. I'm like, I can't keep a job because I got to make sure they fine. And yeah, I need work, mm-hmm. but I need to make sure my babies is okay too. Right. So these were like back-to-back things that were happening even after like the diagnosis and things. Yes. They were still okay. This went on for about four and a half years before wow. we finally regulated medicines. We, I had, that's when I moved back. Cause at that time I was in Trumbull County. Okay. We moved back to Youngstown because, um, I tried to get my son at Summit Academy in Trumbull County and they was like, well, his behavior is too bad. I'm going, but you're a school that deals with kids mm. with disabilities, ADD and mm-hmm. everything else. And you mean to tell me you're not going to help me? Mm-hmm. So we was dealing with that at that time, homes for kids mm-hmm. and home. And Homes for Kids was like, well, they are blessing. Okay. If anybody got kids with problems with kids with disabilities or kids with issues, behaviors, Home for Kids is amazing. Home for Kids. Homes for Kids. Okay. They are amazing. Okay. They came in and they said, 
we got a place called Summit Academy at Youngstown. Okay. If you take him up there and put the application in, I can guarantee you he'll get in. Okay. Best decision I ever made in my life. Hmm. I came up here. I applied for the school. I talked to the principal. He said, I'll take him under my wings, and he's going to graduate. Okay. So when we got here, they did his testing, both of their testings, and um, when they did their testings, they both was way low mm -hmm. than what I knew that they should be. Okay. So my my third son, he was supposed to be in the sixth grade, and he was on a second grade level. Mm. And I'm going, how did I miss it? Because I'm I'm at the school, I'm trying to do homework. How did I miss it? I'm fussing about homework, but he couldn't do it. So the principal said, he's going to graduate, and he's going to graduate on the 8th, ninth grade level. For me, that's wonderful, because I only got a few years left right. for him to graduate, and I already know the, the, the fight that I'm having as a mom, mm -hmm. but this principal literally, and I cannot even think of his name, I'm so mad about it right now, <laughs> but he took my baby under his wing, and he would call me, and we would have powwows, and I would come up to the school, and he said, well, your mom's not calling off work today, we're going to figure this out, and they mm -hmm. would figure it out, and they got it done. I put the younger baby, my younger son, in um, Summit Academy as well, mm -hmm. and he just soared. Okay. He got in some trouble later on in life, but he soared and it was like, okay, this is this was a blessing. Mm -hmm. So in coming back to Youngstown and finding out that parents was having problems with their kids and they're steady saying he just having a behavior and this is going on, this is going on and me remembering my sleepless nights. Right. Where right. my baby would be up for two and three days because the ADHD would not allow him to sleep. The medicine had not kicked in yet. And so when I hear the stories of the parents telling them going, have you had your baby tested? Mm -hmm. Tested for what? I said, I think you might need to get the baby tested. Just just do it. Just do it to do it. Mm -hmm. Do it for your sake. Do it for his sake because yeah. you love him. Yeah. You love her. Come to find out we had so many children who... Once the players got tested, they followed through with counseling, they followed through with the doctors. Now, these kids' grades are coming up. Okay. They're able to sit in class. Mm -hmm. They're able to hear the teacher. Whereas before, they couldn't because nothing inside them could control them. ADHD mm -hmm. is like a locomotive train that's going 100 miles an hour. Yeah. So just imagine a child watching five to six different TVs at one time. And literally being totally entertained by these five to six TVs mm -hmm. is impossible. Right. Especially at a young age. It's like yeah. my head is going back and forth. Yeah. So that was how I got into learning these disabilities. And a many a nights I cried. Yeah. A many a nights, if I be honest, I hid in my closet. Because mm -hmm. I was like, what did I do as a mom? Mm -hmm. How did I fail? What do I need to do different? And I had no clue. Yeah. What kind of, you know, education did you get or did you get any education as you were learning, you know, about how to support your children as to, you know, what what triggers these types of disabilities? Because, you know, just our experience with Success After Six, I know for me, um, we see so many children that are are dealing with this and it just. It's just like, where where is this coming from for so many children? Have you had that, you know, have you been able to learn about? I learned a lot about their... I'm not going to say so much about their triggers. I just learned how to interact with them and figure out what we need to do 
to get them to learn if their okay. parents are not willing to get them to help. Okay. If I have a child that has ADHD, I know he can't sit still. Yeah. I'm not going to command him to sit still. I'm not going to make it an issue for him to sit still. I'm going to give him a bouncing ball to sit on so he can bounce on that ball. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to say, hey, stand up, take a few minutes break, walk around, then try to sit back down again. But to have a child that has ADHD to sit down for a whole class period mm-hmm. with nothing in him to help him to... Um, handle what's going on in his mind mm-hmm. it's impossible mm-hmm. and it's unfair so what's happening is is our children are being getting low grades because of behaviors and they can't learn because I can't sit still long enough to know what the teacher is saying mm-hmm. if the teacher is giving a whole lesson and this child is ADHD he only got um, or she only got the beginning of the conversation so that whole rest of that conversation of learning that she's trying to give them is totally lost because he's looking at Susie turning her chair, somebody um, moving their pencil, somebody moving their pen, uh, paper, what that person over there talk about. They're trying to see everything that happens in the room. Got it. So my focus is gone. Yeah. Imagine being in a train station and everybody walking around a train station and you trying to see who everybody is. Right, right. That's what it feels like. Exactly. Mm. Wow, that's, you know, that's something we, we've seen it, you know, with so many of our children and, and success after six. So, you know, living through that and, you know, now you're able to help parents advocate and kind of work through it and, and begin to figure it out. Um, what what encouragement? And you've, you've given a lot of nuggets as we've been talking, but, you know, what what encouragement would you give to anyone that might be listening to this just to say like oh I can relate to that um but I I don't know what to do I'm struggling I feel like I can't make it I can't do it like what encouragement do you give that parent that's a that's (laughs) it um first of all I know that you did nothing wrong that's the first thing don't give yourself a guilt trip because you definitely didn't do nothing wrong. All you did was try and be a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, I always tell parents this. Parents don't come with a... Um, like a manual. A manual. Yeah. Parents don't come with a manual. Mm-hmm. You just have to be a parent. You have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But when you see your child having issues that are not of the norm, take them to the doctors. Mm-hmm. When your stomach hurts and you can't get that stomach better, you go to the ER or you make a doctor's appointment, mm-hmm. you take them to find out what's wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Don't try and put a Band-Aid over and saying he just bad or he just don't pay attention. No, yeah. why? Yeah. Because no child is just continually bad just to be continually bad. There's an underneath reason mm-hmm. why that child is having an issue. Right, right. So I'm always telling parents, find out what it is. Right. And don't beat the child up because they got an issue. You know, people used to always tell me, and I'm a firm believer in spanking your kids. I'm sorry, but I do. (laughs) But they used to always say, you need to spank him. And I'm going, I'm going to whoop him for something he can't handle. Mm -hmm. I'm just not going to do that. But I am going to try to figure out what it is. And when I know that he knows that this is the issue and and he, we can solve it. Mm -hmm. And he's not trying to work with the program to solve it. Then I come to chastisement. But other than that, we need to find out what the problem Mm -hmm. is. We don't always need to beat up on these kids and say, you're just bad, you're just bad. Because exactly. I just don't believe that. I don't believe that kids were brought into this world just being bad. bad right. I just don't. Mm-hmm. 
because even with my grandson, he's um he'll be seven on Monday, and okay. he's his mom says, "Ma, he wants to steal. Ma, he won't do this." And I'm going, "Did you take him to the doctor's yet?" Did you make that appointment you were supposed to make? Well, I did. Did you follow through with the appointment? Did you not just make one appointment and go to one appointment and says, I took him? Okay, yeah. Did you follow through with the second appointment? Did you go to the third appointment? Did you go to the fourth appointment? Did you do those things? And Well, mommy, I work. I understand that. But I also understand that he has to be educated like you had to be educated. And if he can't get something, then you're telling him that he's not worthy enough. Mm. They don't deserve that. They deserve the greatness in the world because it starts with us. Right. And if you can't take them, find somebody that's in your family that you're willing to sign and say, can you take my baby to the doctors? Because we as a village, we have to take care of these kids. Yes. And that's why my love is just so whew, big yeah. till I'm yeah. like, what you need me to do? We're yeah. going to do that. You know, I wear myself out sometimes, but I love these kids and they need it. Yeah. And it, it shows, it, it just oozes out of your pores and, and, and everything that you do. So, you know, just, just thank you so much for just being here and all that you give. And, um, you know, we're truly lucky to, to have you. Thank in, you. In Success After Six. And in the city of Youngstown, Youngstown City School District, like we are lucky to have, you know, Tanisha McMullen. So thank you for sharing your story and being honest and not sugarcoating it, which that's just not in your DNA. <laughs> so thank you so much for your time and